0: Welcome my boy, and welcome, everybody, to our weekly Torah podcast. This podcast is dedicated in memory of Mr. and Mrs. Herschel, Harold, and Shirley Pasternak, Herschel Ben-David, and Sima Dvorah This week's Torah portion is Parsha Shoftim. Parsha Shoftim covers a variety of topics, but I'd like to dwell on one little interesting mitzvah at the end of the parsha, the mitzvah of Arufa, which literally means the decapitated uh, calf. The Torah talks about a situation where a corpse was found murdered in the land, in Eretz Yisrael. And we don't know who killed the person. We don't know the person is for that matter either necessarily. So Torah tells us in this situation, the elders of the city, the judges have to go out and measure from the corpse to the closest city. And then the city that's closest to the corpse, the elders of that city take a calf that was never worked with before that had never carried a an yoke, and they take it to a nachal esan, a, a piece of rocky terrain that had never been worked before either, and they decapitate the calf over there. And then the kohanim, they come and they say, they wash their hands, and they say that we are not responsible, we didn't do anything to bring about this terrible tragedy. Our hands did not spill the blood. These being atonement for the Jewish people because of this terrible tragedy that occurred, and don't allow innocent blood in the midst of urination of the Jewish people. So the Torah tells us in this situation that there's a murder, we don't know it killed the person, and therefore there's a responsibility on the closest city to be able to bring some kind of atonement. It's fascinating to think into this, exactly the idea of this mitzvah. First of all, which the situation, imagine today somebody was found murdered. Everybody would do what they could, the police, everybody would do what they could to try to find somebody to pin the murder on, to be able to pin the responsibility of who killed this individual. Here, that's not exactly what happens. Here, to some extent, the Torah tells us that we're pinning the responsibility upon the elders of the city, the elders, the Kohanim, the priests, the judges they carry a sense of responsibility. They're the ones who have to measure, and then they have to wash their hands and said, we were not guilty, we were not liable for the death of this individual. And they bring atonement. This decapitation of the animal is atonement for the nation, atonement for the city. I think right away asked this question. Why would they have a What's Why would we have entertained the thought that the leaders of the city should have been guilty of something like this, that they have to wash their hands like that? The answer is, everybody tells what they're saying is, that this person... We don't know who he is, the victim, perhaps. But he may have been a wayfarer, a traveler through the city, and we didn't fulfill responsibility to this traveler. When a person comes to visit, you're supposed to give him food and provisions for the trip and accompany him for that matter too. And the fact that perhaps this person was not accompanied, and that's why he was an easy target for somebody to be able to murder, and therefore we carry a certain responsibility, we carry a certain liability. It's fascinating. You have an individual that we don't even know who he is for that matter. We don't know who the murderer is. And make this whole big thing that they have to measure and make so everybody knows what's going on over here. They're measuring to see what the closest city is. And then the elders of the city come and they take responsibility. They realize that there's you know, that if this type of a thing happens in our city, then there's something wrong in the city. There's something wrong in the way that city is being governed. Perhaps people should have been a little bit friendlier to this individual. They should have given him confidence. Perhaps they should have helped him when his, in his time and situation of need when he's when he's traveling to make sure that he has proper provisions that he's taken care of. Revolba, my Rebbe, in Israel, one time was approached by, the, by a, a certain neighborhood where somebody committed suicide in the neighborhood. The neighborhood was pretty shaken up. And they called Revolba, for some words of encouragement, and he came and he told the people in the city, in this in this neighborhood, that you are all accountable for the loss of this individual. A person commits suicide. Generally speaking, he's depressed because he doesn't have somebody to be able to shoulder, to be able to to, to lean on, because he doesn't have somebody to be able to confide in, somebody that took the extra time to be careful, to be to show concern for this individual. It may not always be like that, but many times it is the case. And therefore, the fact that this person took such 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 drastic measures against his own life, there's a responsibility, a collective responsibility, in the neighborhood and the whole on the whole area, that they didn't show the proper respect and proper friendliness and concern for this individual. We all take we all share responsibility for the individual, even if we don't know who he is necessarily. But it's the responsibility of the family of the of the of the extended family, the friends, the people living in the city, the elders of the city, to make sure that nobody is forgotten. Every single individual has to be taken care of. Has, there's, a, there's a collective responsibility for the entire for the entire city. That's the din of Egla Rufa comes to teach us. We're familiar with the famous maxim. A person that saves an individual life is considered as if he has saved an entire world. Every single person plays an important part in this world. Every single person has value, and it's important for us to understand, to recognize the value of the individual. That may be the reason why we have to measure. The Gemara tells us, even if we see pretty clearly the closest city, they still have to go out and do an act of measuring. What's the significance of the measuring? They see it's clearly closer to one city than the next city. Part of the idea might be is, the concept of measuring is because we measure the individual. Every single individual has, has value to him. We may not always understand the value. We may not always appreciate the value of an individual, an isolated person perhaps. But we go through this whole public display of of measuring in order to be able to impress upon us every person has worth, every person has value. And therefore we carry collect responsibility. And especially the leaders of the of the people, leaders of the city, carry that collective responsibility to make sure to take care of every individual in the city. Interestingly enough, along the same lines, the Chizkuni tells us the reason why they measure is to make this a public spectacle that everybody should know about that the person was murdered, the person died. The reason we do this is in order to be able to ensure that the wife of this individual not remain in Aguna. In other words, a woman whose husband disappears, and we don't really know what happened to him at all, and sh- she's stuck in a situation that she can't marry anymore because nobody knows what happened to her husband. She was married beforehand. But make a public display, so to say, of going the act of measuring, and everybody talks about it. Perhaps maybe the murder will be found because of that even. But even if the murder is not found, we still see at least the individual, this person, that when the, the word gets around, did you hear about that individual that was killed, somebody... And by word, by, the, by word of mouth, at least that way, we'll be able to guarantee that the widow of this individual will still be able to remarry. She won't be stuck in a present situation like this. It's fascinating how the Torah talks about just an individual. It's interesting, this also, this, is, this mitzvah of Eglarufa is sandwiched between the two sections about going to war. Earlier, it made mention that when you go out to war, the prohibition against being wasteful—you're not know allowed to cut down any fruit tree for ammunition—and right afterwards, it talks about when you go to war, and, and the Almighty will give you, uh, they'll the, give you a, a, a um, your enemy is in your hand, and the halakas of the ifastor, the beautiful woman in captivity. The commentaries point out the reason why it's surrounded by the laws of war is because that's unfortunately one of the casualties of war is that life becomes cheap. People become, people die. We hear about numbers. This many people died at war, in battle. This many hundred people, thousands of people, whatever it might have been, people that were killed in battle. And the result of that is life becomes cheapened. The individual life no longer longer carries value to it. We talk about even in the Holocaust, six million Jews lost their lives. The number is so enormous that sometimes it's hard for us to understand and appreciate the individual each one of those six million people had families, people that loved them, friends, communities, etc. It's difficult sometimes when you hear about such vast numbers to focus on the individual. And therefore, in between the section about the war, the Torah talks about the mitzvah of Rufa to show how much care and concern we have for the individual. There's no such thing as, it just is uh, just, a casualty, another another person, the unknown soldier, so to say. There's no such thing. Every individual has a name. Every individual has value, has importance. And it's important for us never to forget that, to make sure to recognize the value of, of each and every single individual that, come, that, that comes before us. That, I believe, is one of the messages, one of the lessons of the mitzvah of, of egla Rufa, the breaking of the, the decapitating of the head of this animal although the idea of decapitating self also seems somewhat some little bit of a, a, a crude and I mean it's not talking about normal slaughtering an animal is done somewhat humane decapitating the animal is seems to be done in somewhat of an inhumane manner. but there too I think it's being held up as a shock factor so to say we see how the fact how this animal was has been decapitated has been has been treated in this in this gruff Relatively inhumane way, and that sh- that shocks us to think of the value of the human being. Realize the human being that was murdered over here. Take that to heart as well. Also, don't just think about the fact that the animal that the animal itself draws our attention. It seems it seems grotesque, but it's, it's there to remind us also how careful we have to be with every individual, the value of the human, human life, the value of individual life. Unfortunately, in our society today. In so many different types of ways we find out the, the value of the human being has become cheapened. If it's a matter of sometimes in in the, the, because of in commerce. I'm oftentimes oftentimes think about the idea of the different types of advertisements. And today we don't see it as much as it used to. But advertisements for, for smoking cigarettes, for example. You have these big billboards with the big beautiful pictures about the Marlboro man and or the the the, the, the Salem or different types of brands and the bottom part of it telling this could be hazardous to your health and cause all kinds of terrible diseases or, or injuries and I think to myself you know, if they understand that it's dangerous so then why are they promoting it so why the top three quarters of the billboard is promoting it if it's something which is indeed dangerous and the, and the government recognized the danger why doesn't the government ban it in the first place but I think the answer is because it, 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 there's a, it affects the economy. Unfortunately, you know it's a big moneymaker, so to say, and banning something like that could affect the economy in a, main, in a manner which is dangerous to the economy. And therefore, sometimes they put that ahead of the danger to human life. For that matter, also, the whole idea, all the issues associated with end-of-life issues and beginning-of-life issues, abortion, euthanasia, Unfortunately, the result of all these discussions is, is the cheapening of the value of human life. The Torah wants to teach us the importance and the value of every single human life. No life is to be taken for granted. The loss of any life, even somebody who's unknown, even we don't know anybody, we don't know what happened to this individual at all. It's cause for a major shakeup where all the people, even the leaders of the community, get involved. To be, able to, to be able to sensitize us, to make that come to the realization and recognition and the appreciation of the value of every individual. Have a great Shabbos, everybody, and bsha will be together again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.